welcome to CSR of One from Amea FM. I'm Courtney Brandt. I'm always amazed at my circle of friends and so excited that a short chat ended up putting me in touch with Danny Nakfi, a truly inspiring woman who was very open and welcoming when I contacted her. Tanya's Tea House was a location for our catch-up, where Danny told us about the beginnings of the ZB Foundation, an organization named in honor of her late daughter, Zara. It's an emotional story of turning a loss into legacy. Zara, we adopted from birth from Pakistan. We brought her back to Dubai, and at three and a half months old, she became very sick. Um, we took her to hospital, and she spent 17 days in ICU with the doctors not knowing what was wrong with her. But the question they kept asking me was, has she had a heel prick test, known as a newborn screening test? And I'd never heard the words before, but I know she hadn't because I hadn't done it, but I didn't really know what it was. After 15 days, she was rushed to hospital at Tawam Hospital in Alain. And there the doctor, a metabolic specialist, diagnosed her with glutaric academia type 2. It's a very rare form of metabolic disorder, which would have been picked up at birth if she had a newborn screening test. So sadly, she did die at four months old. And I'm a person who needs answers. I wanted to know why, why I waited a year to get my daughter, why there's a million babies abandoned in Pakistan a year, why there's a population um, being born every year the same size as New Zealand, why I needed all these answers. So in my research, I found out that Pakistan is one of the only countries in the world that doesn't provide newborn screening tests at birth. Everywhere else in the world, it is mandatory at birth. So with that in mind, I um, contacted a few companies and went to visit them. I went to Finland to meet a company called Perkin Elmer, who actually are the ones that make the screening machines. And before I know it, they gave me a half a million dollar machine and I'm setting up an organization in Pakistan. And to date, all through um, our hard work and in our daughter's name, We've managed to test over 20,000 babies in the country, all free. Every baby is tested free of charge. We run purely on funding. We're an audited NGO. And, you know, we have, you have to go through quite an intense process to get licenses every year. And because of our transparency and the way we're doing our work, um, we managed to yeah, become a, a successful NGO, which... To me, is something I never, ever thought I would be the founder of, and I never thought it would be in my own daughter's name. But because of her, we've saved so many babies' lives. I guess I'm shocked that it's 2019, and there are countries that we have this technology, and they're not utilizing it, and it can save so many uh, lives. I guess the future goal is then to have this test throughout the country. What our goal is, is to make it mandatory on a government level. We're still in our infancy, even though we are the only um, organization to have accurate um, birth rate and um, death rate results in the country. We still have to show maybe over a million babies that have been tested to get it to a government level. But they are hearing us. We are making quite a big noise. We are the only organization providing it free of charge. Um, so we have, we have a big mountain to climb, but we're only going in the right direction. And I think when you, for example, this company, Perkin Elmer, who gave us the machine, 
They'd been trying to get a machine into the country for 10, 15 years before I even started, but they couldn't get in. Lack of education, lack of people willing to help, the cost of it. You can't have a half a million dollar to a million dollar machine. And if it's in a business, you have to obviously charge people. This is a country that may not everybody can afford to do these tests, but it is a life-saving test. And the reason newborn screening was founded globally is because if you screen a baby at birth, obviously it can save their life, but it also doesn't become a burden on the healthcare system later in life. I assume that most doctors would be trained to do the heel prick and they just don't have access to it? Or is it an education that you're actually educating within the country? So basically what we are is a lab. We just screen babies' bloods. What we have been trying to do and aiming to do for the last few years is educating doctors to do this test. It is so simple. It is just literally prick a baby's heel and squeeze the blood out of it. And we have our blood plotting paper cards in every hospital. They have five little, um, I suppose, blotting paper on the ends of the cards. And all you do is squeeze the baby's blood onto the card. My team is in the hospital. They rush it to our lab and we test your baby. It is the most simplest process, yet still we don't have doctors doing it. Still they don't um, give the nurse the authority to do it. They don't tell the parents about it. So our biggest challenge is educating doctors the importance. It will take two minutes for you to tell a nurse to do it. And even when I adopted my second daughter from Pakistan, I was this crazy British mother, had the doctor near enough pinned up against the wall to say to him, test my baby, test my baby. I took my own cards in and he was like, why do you want to test the baby? And I was like, you're crazy. But then the nurses were still not even experienced. They're a nurse, it's a blood prick, it's so easy. But hopefully now, inshallah, we're slowly, we're slowly getting there. Okay, so the, the funds um, that are raised and, and, and all the money that's going in, it's to, it sounds like you have employees then that are helping, that are on the ground, and then for equipment as well? The money that we receive, actually, we have, goes to our lab, the running of our lab, the cost of running the machines. We have 11, 11 staff, and we're very fortunate that our manpower is very, it is a cheaper labor, and a lot of the people that we're working with are doing it because they want to see a change in the healthcare and doing it because they believe in what we do. So that isn't a huge cost to us. We work with the top pediatrician who is part of our team. He does it for free. All their higher level do it for free because we, we want to make this a change. Our costs are purely going for manpower, electricity, the paperwork, courier service. It's just everything you need to do to test a child. There, there is behind the scenes costs there. And as I say, we don't, whatever money we raise or whatever money we receive goes to the charity and we don't take a penny. We don't even take it to, you know, buy a cup of tea for a member of staff. We are so strict because when you're audited, you have to literally vouch for every single rupee, penny, dirham. So it's all there and our, our um, auditing numbers are also on our website for people to see as well. That's excellent. So you're based out of Karachi right now? Or? No, we're based in Islamabad. 
we um, fulfill all of Islamabad and the um, north of Pakistan, Peshawar, Gilgit. We are going into Lahore and Karachi. But even though we test sporadically in those parts of the country, we had to make it a well-oiled machine. And you were starting from scratch. So you, it, this hasn't been done. You're going into a country that for a population that's like, why are you doing this? You just every day, I'm sure is. And it's funny because some people say, but you're British. Why are you, why are you helping the babies of Pakistan? Well, one, my daughter was Pakistani. And two, why wouldn't you? If you have a heart and you have the knowledge to save other people's lives, why not? And some of these people don't have even basic health care. This one thing could save that child's life and stop spending money on everything else that they're spending in the healthcare system. Here's something that may surprise you. Although this is a standard test here, we don't even have such a machine in the UAE. In fact, test samples are shipped over to Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Germany, and even the US for results. This makes the struggle to get these tests administered in Pakistan that much more puzzling. When we come back, how you can do your part for the ZB Foundation. Stay with us. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know about this other show we've been doing. It's an Amaya FM original called Tales of the Trade, where we feature Dubai's entrepreneurs and pioneers and the stories behind the ideas that they've brought to life. You can find out more, check out our episodes, and even subscribe in this very player, or you can look us up on the web by visiting talesofthe.trade. My story of what ifs is going to take us on a journey that I have experienced over the last six years. A journey that I never planned, but a journey that now defines me. Welcome back. As the ZB Foundation grew from strength to strength over the last five years, one of the points of recognition for Danny was being invited to TEDxL Wazel Women in 2018. There's a link in our show notes to the entire talk. My what ifs are actual examples of forks in the road. It was the most nerve-wracking experience ever. I've never addressed, obviously, a room of people with something so personal. And also, obviously, it's going on the TED platform. So it was something I've always wanted to do because if you can't spread a message on a TED platform, then where can you spread it? But it was a little bit of a battle between myself because it wasn't about me. It was about my daughter and her story. But to, to make a talk where people will listen and you engage the audience is you had to give that human side. So I had to show the story of a mother, a mother's love. But I had to also show that this is what Zara was put on this planet to do. This was, you know, this is a message from her and this is her legacy. So to just honor her correctly was the battle that I had with myself and practicing my speech day in, day out. I know the facts. I know everything about the charity, but talking about it, I would get emotional. It, it was tough. It was tough, but I did do it. And what was the feedback from your, uh, from your talk? The audience loved it. I did see some people crying through it. I did, people did stand up and, you know, clap. And a lot of people came up to me at the end. It, it, was, it, was, an, it was an amazing experience. And I'm very honored and grateful that I was given the opportunity. So what is the best way for others to get involved? It's spreading awareness. I mean, 
even if I'm in a taxi and I have a Pakistani Uber driver, taxi driver, I ask him, do you have kids? Do you know about newborn screening? It's just education. I'm not after people's money. I'm after people's to educate others. If you have um, knowledge in healthcare, if you you know, know doctors, hospitals globally, that can help spread the message. There's always ways of helping out. Um, it's It doesn't even really need on the, in the field. It just needs support. If you've got a contact number of a clinic, you know somebody who lives in the country, it might be, you know somebody who works for a multi, multinational organization who has products in Pakistan, um, Dettol wipes or something like this that can help us, maybe sponsor us. It's, everyone can do something. For kind of the immediate future then, what are the most urgent needs? Well, we need to grow. So for growing, we do need to have more education. It could be that somebody can help us build, you know, a video to show. It could be that you have contacts in media that are willing to interview us more. For us, we need to get the word out there. The aware awareness and um, always funding because obviously seems like you've had a lot of experiences so far, but um, do you have kind of some favorite memories from, from ZB and your, and your work with them so far? It was, a, it was a huge milestone. It was very, it touched me a lot. It, it was a very emotional experience, but the very first baby we ever tested actually had a disease. The baby did die within a couple of days, but we couldn't believe that the very first baby we picked randomly in the entire country actually did have um, a metabolic disorder. And sadly that baby died, but we knew we were doing the right thing and it was the, the, the road to, you know, helping so many others. And thinking big picture, um, so what, what do you see this kind of 10 years down the road? What's the big future? Um, I know you've got your day-to-day -day goals of education, which is incredible and awareness. Um, what do you see kind of as the big, the big picture here? The government take over. I, I do believe in about 10 years it will be at a government level and that every baby screens and they just have the basic rights that every other child has in the world. In the UK, in Dubai, your child can't leave a hospital without being tested and if they do, the midwife comes to your house to test the baby. It's just a basic birthright. Why can't the babies in Pakistan have the same? I literally can't imagine the heartbreak and loss that comes with losing a child in her infancy over the lack of what seems like a basic medical test that is standard in other parts of the world. But what is the most impressive thing to me is how Danny has taken that loss and processed it in such a positive way that she's continuing to push for serious change in the country. The ZB Foundation, in fact, were recently given their second heel prick test machine. We can't wait to see how far the foundation will go. And the next time you or anyone around you has a child, make sure no doctor talks you out of the test. In the interim, find out more about the foundation at thezbfoundation.com or check our show notes for further details. You've been listening to CSR of One with me, Courtney Brandt. This episode was produced by Chirag Desai. We hope you found this as inspiring as we did. Leave us a review and let your friends know. You can subscribe in your favorite podcast players and even follow us on Instagram. Until next week, remember to be nice out there on social media. Think about sharing something for someone else. Goodbye and have a great week.